Africa. This is the Jeff Delee Show. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. This is episode 14. And episode 14 is titled American Liberal Idiots. And for this episode, I'll be discussing the current war against Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. I'll also be talking about the abortion pill that's being banned. New York City is currently stockpiling on these abortion pills. We'll talk about that. District Attorney, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg is crying wolf and he's being supported by the mayor of New York, Eric Adams. We'll talk about that. This is the Jeff Delee Show. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. Thank you for your attention. This is the Jeff Lee Show. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. As I mentioned, this episode is titled American Liberal Idiots. This title comes from the Green Day album, American Idiot. This album was released around the time George W. Bush was president of the United States. And it was one of those politically motivated albums. And at that time, people jumped behind it and celebrated it because they were so against George W. Bush. If you know the music industry, the majority of artists and actors are usually liberal. They're also, of course, drug addicts, alcoholics, (laughs) unable to to maintain a a relationship. They have every issue you can imagine, but they always uh, feel that they have a right to share an opinion on politics and American life. But that, that's where the title comes from, and it's American Liberal Idiots. Because it's the same people who always show themselves to be so-called righteous that in reality are the biggest idiots of them all. So let's get into these new stories. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas has been under fire lately. There's been three separate uh, attack pieces on Justice Clarence Thomas. The first being released by ProPublica, a nonprofit news organization. The first story they put out mentioned or discussed Justice Clarence Thomas going on luxury trips with Harlan Crow, a Republican mega donor. Harlan Crow is a friend of Clarence Thomas and his wife Jeannie Thomas. They've been friends for decades. But this article mentioned these travels and these trips on private jets and yachts because they were never disclosed by Clarence Thomas. There's a second one where they go after Justice Clarence Thomas for selling his childhood home to Harlan Crow. And that was not um, reported by Justice Clarence Thomas. The third story involves Justice Clarence Thomas receiving income from a defunct real estate company. 
these stories these stories have been coming out since good friday and in the previous episode i spoke about how you know these attacks you know the trump indictment happened on holy week holy thursday and the attacks on clarence thomas started on good friday hence why i called most of these democrats devilcrats because acts on christians during one of the the holiest the holiest week in on a christian calendar now i want to get into to all of these these stories before i get into to it i want to say i greatly admire and respect clarence thomas i think he's a great man despite what folks in the liberal media would want you to think i think he's a great man hard working brilliant defied all odds he's a good man and i respect him and i admire him i want to be clear on that furthermore one thing that i've noticed in my life as a black man and a conscious black man a black man who has made various attempts throughout my life and his life to understand and fight on behalf of my people one of the things i i i've i've learned is that black people don't agree on anything Black people will fight you tooth and nail if you have the desire to do something good for your people. Family, whether it's friends, whether it's community members, they will fight you tooth and nail if you have the desire to do something good, something righteous for your people. However, if the work that you you want to do is destructive, they'll support you. work you're doing also involves you fighting law enforcement because a black man was killed of course they'll fight you excuse me of course they'll support you anything to prevent violence in the black community black men dying black men going to prison unity amongst black people strong economics amongst in the black community they'll fight you to for nail i mean you say the sky is blue they'll find a way to tell you it's not blue. They let's do this. They'll 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 find a way to tell you why it shouldn't be done. That's something that I've seen. And then finally, you know, the other thing that I've noticed about my people is not only do they not uh, agree on on most things that are positive, but many of these so-called black leaders nationally and locally do not like each other do not get along with each other which is which is the primary reason as to why nothing ever gets accomplished in the black community i know this for a fact and i have enough experience to stand on it now with all that said one thing that i've known to be consistent amongst people who can't agree on anything and don't like each other 
is that they do not like Clarence Thomas. And it's, it's, it's that experience that's made me come to respect Clarence Thomas. Because if people who don't like each other, people who can't agree upon anything, can, can agree that they don't like one person, I should, I should learn more about this person. I greatly respect and admire Clarence Thomas. So just to put that out there. I recently read his book. Uh, he also has a documentary that I'm planning to watch of this, of, you know, for the same book. So, you know, I'm doing a lot of studies on, on Clarence Thomas and everything has been impressive to me. You know, most of what, what people have said or ha have attacked him on have no merit, no truth. And, and it's the same with these stories here. You know, starting with his trips with Harlan Crow. Anyone who has friends, you have buddies, you have pals, you will travel with your friend, you will buy gifts for your friend, your friends will buy gifts for you, you'll exchange expenses. Sometimes you'll pay, sometimes they'll pay. That's friendship. Throughout my 20s, whenever I would hang out with friends, no matter where we would go, there would be times where I paid, there would be times where they paid. And if there was nothing with, I never had to worry about paying them back, they never had to worry about paying me back. That's what we did. That's what friends do. My family, it was the same. There were times where my mother would, you know, give money to family members to travel, and then there would be time she would, she would receive a gift from family members, and that would help in, in her travels or in something that she wanted to do. Friends and family do that. You give gifts. Arlen Crow and Clarence Thomas are friends. They've been friends for decades. It just so happens that he's a Supreme Court justice and he is a billionaire. He's a very wealthy man. Position and economics aside, they still have the right to be friends. This story uses all these colorful words, these buzzwords, to make it appear that something uh, wrong was happening. And in reality, the truth of the matter is, it was just an exchange between friends. Doesn't matter. He was advised early in his uh, career as a justice and was told that he did not need to disclose this type of information. And he went with what he was told. But folks who are looking to make a mountain out of molehill will, will attack and attack and attack and try to get the public on their side and to, to, to vilify this man who was minding his business when he came under attack. Let's get into the second story. And this one, this one is, is something that I take to be very, very disrespectful. 
a news story also came out about Justice Clarence Thomas selling a childhood home to Harlan Crow. This home was occupied by his 94-year-old mother who still lives in the property. And Harlan Crow not only purchased uh, three properties from a property and some uh, vacant lots from Clarence Thomas, but he also purchased property on that block. So it wasn't a one-off deal between the two. That's what he does, Harlan Crow. He buys property. He's a real estate investor, and he purchased properties on that block in Savannah, Georgia. Now, Clarence Thomas did not disclose the sale, so the, uh, they're using this as a way to attack him because they don't know his business, and they feel that they have to know his business. He has to tell people these things. This story, when it first came out, Folks were unsure whether his 94-year-old his mother was still living in the house or not. But an article by the Daily Beast written by Dan Layden Hall says, Clarence Thomas' mom definitely still lives in the house bought by billionaire donor. Man, I'm going to be honest. This is one of the most disrespectful things I've ever seen in my life. I've mentioned Clarence Thomas' mother's age. She's 94, four years old. Full disclosure, my mom passed away at 71 most recently. So seeing something like this, seeing someone, you know, written by a white boy liberal, seeing someone put out an article and giving it such a salacious title, just to, to lead readers in a, in a direction is one of the most disrespectful things that, that I've ever seen. The only response to something like this would be for this man to be killed. That's the only response. You have to take it to the streets. How dare you drag a man's mother into a news story? Now, I may still be grieving I may be, or this is just common sense. But you do not drag a man's mother in, in, into an attack that you because it's clearly an attack on Clarence Thomas. This is this is this is he was he then he wasn't going after anyone. They've been mad at him since Roe v. Wade was overturned. And this is just one of those hit pieces. And they're 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 chomping, they're chomping, they want to see what they can get. But if you go that far. Your life has to end. At least, if, if this news company, The Daily Beast, had, had any value, it's nonsense, you know. It's just colorful. It's, it's a cartoon news organization. But if it was of real value, this, this writer, so-called news correspondent, would have been fired immediately. Because it's immoral. There was nothing to be to be uh, gotten out of this. You don't talk about a man's mother. You don't drag her in, into this. You don't reveal a man's personal life like that. 
disrespectful. You know, and just the fact, just just this story itself, just the, the headline, Clarence's mom, definitely. So I, I you know, I, I had to look up the author just to see what he looked like. Of course, typical white boy liberal, ungroomed, and writing it as it, you know, like it was this big revelation. Aside from being fired, the only option, and I'll say it again, is he would have to be killed. Because you've, you, you, you've, you've violated on a level that you can never come back from. You've crossed the line and there's no turning back. The only solution would be for this man to be killed. He would have to lose his life. His family would have to pay for his actions. Do not, this is not news. This is not journalism. This is disrespect. This is an attack on a black man who, who is a Republican and because he does not fit the bill of what white liberal America likes to see, they attack him profusely. That's all it is. There is nothing in these in these stories that's that's criminal. Minor infractions, minor errors, could have easily been mistakes on his part. Oh, I, I forgot to, to mention this in my taxes. Of course, he doesn't file his taxes. I'm sure he pays someone to do it. Oh, he probably forgot to do it. Forgot to mention this pays them, they do what they do, and that's that. And we know this to be true because there are enough people, I mean, I can think of, I can think of Steve Harvey, I can think of Fat Joe, comedian Steve Harvey, rapper Fat Joe, who've had issues with, with their taxes, where they thought bills were being paid or information was being, was being uh, released and the work was never done. Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey, excuse me, went into debt and was, if he were any other man, probably would have committed suicide because he was in so much debt over something that he did not do. Fat Joe twice, I said, his accountants were stealing from him and his, his accountants doing what they did impacted him. We know these things to be true that you may pay someone to do a work for you and they don't do their job properly. And then they may come back to bite you. So what these, what these people are doing is, is utterly, utterly criminal. They're, they're looking for a way to drag this man down. They're looking for a way to destroy his image and his reputation and, and, and his career. And they're just, you know, making a mountain out of molehill without providing, you know, all of the information. And they say, well, now we're going to put you in the spotlight and you have to defend yourself. And that's all it is. It's utter nonsense. But this, you know, of all of the stories that I've read about the situation, this article written by Dan Layden Hall, and underneath the headline, it says, no doubt. You, you, you can clearly see that these people are clowns. 
But the problem is not everyone wants to be part of the circus. This, this, this writer should be killed. Death to him. Because there's, there are certain lines you don't cross. There are certain things you don't do. All right. They even went after Harlan Crow and started revealing information about his, his, his art collection. Or more so his Hitler artifact collection. He has, he has a lot of Nazi memorabilia. And I'm guessing they put this story out in a way to show that he's, he's a white supremacist or he's a racist or he's a Nazi sympathizer. So you can see that, that, that it, this is really a hit job. But let's talk about it. Now, I don't, I don't know Harlan Crow, so I'm not necessarily defending him. But when we talk about collections and having collections, you may have an interest in things. And you collect them, it's your money. It's no one's business how you spend your money. If he, if he wants to have Nazi memorabilia, it's in his right to have it. Obviously, someone sold it and he purchased it. Obviously, it existed and he was able to have it. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. And I'll take it a step further. And you have to understand this. You do not have to hate Hitler. You do not have to hate Hitler. Not at all. It's a free country. You have the right to like and dislike whoever you please. Just as these writers do not like Clarence Thomas and wanted to, to do this hit piece on him, it was within their right. It's just in it's in that same right Harlan Crow has to collect Nazi memorabilia, whether it's Hitler images or plates or whatever it is, he has the right to do so. His money, his life. There's nothing wrong here. There's this game that people like to play in the media, and especially with the Jewish community. They always try to make anything that someone's, someone does that's counter to their suffering to be, to be bad and evil. No. There's nothing wrong with having Hitler artifacts. To, to try to, to get people to believe that this is wrong is just idiotic on the part of, of these writers. Nothing criminal. It's not illegal. The American liberal today, with their constant attacks, the more they attack, the dumber they look. They're, they're constantly trying to influence Americans into believing and subscribing to their nonsense. Constantly. People are going to wake up and they're not going to buy it. You're not going to dumb down Americans and, and, and get them to, 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 to subscribe to all your, 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 your circus. Share your thoughts with me. Share your thoughts with me on these on these stories about Clarence Thomas. There, there has been three so far that have been released. One involves 
his trips with, with Harlan Crow, the property that he sold, and then of course, uh, a, a real estate company um, that he had, he was still reporting income from this. Now, I didn't give full information on this. Now, this real estate company that, that's uh, being uh, branded as defunct was only changed. The name was changed, that's all. It went from one name to the other. That's it. Now, whoever is filing his taxes, whoever is, is, is doing that type of work, may have made a slight error, and that's all it is. And because they were able to, to, to find it, they're going to they're gonna try to, to show him to be corrupt or wrong. Utter nonsense. Utter nonsense. Share your thoughts with me. This is the Jeff Delee Show. You can email me, Jeff, at jdnewsusa.com. That's Jeff at jdnewsusa.com. This is the Jeff Delee Show. This is the Jeff Delee Show. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. Florida, the free state of Florida, has passed a bill to to ban abortion at six weeks. And this revelation has caused New York Governor Kathy Hochul to start stockpiling abortion pills. New York State is is gonna be stockpiling 150,000 abortion pills, and they're planning to set aside $20 million for abortion services. Understand this before, before I get more into this story. New Yorkers have been leaving for Florida in droves for the past few years. Thousands, thousands upon thousands of New Yorkers have been leaving for Florida. Florida has been winning by a large margin for the past three years. Ron DeSantis is doing a phenomenal job in Florida. While New York has been dragging, Kathy Hochul can't even get her, can't even come to to a decision on bail reform. This is this is what's happening in New York and Florida. And I'm guessing from her perspective, what she's doing is revolutionary. She's protecting a woman's right to choose. Well, I saw this story being repeated over and over. And I said to myself, well, are women really having abortions like this? I mean, let's be clear. In order for a woman to have an abortion, she has to become pregnant. In order for her to become pregnant, she would have to have sexual intercourse with a man. And then she becomes pregnant. Now, is are these women who are so pro-choice, are they having sex with men that they don't want to have children with? Are they being that irresponsible 
known there are condoms that exist there are there are pills that exist to prevent becoming pregnant beforehand are, are women and men that they're sleeping with so irresponsible that this has to be a thing that the governor of New York has to be stockpiling abortion pills are people in this country that irresponsible are they having abortions at such a high rate that this has to be a thing I mean it doesn't make any sense to me it just sounds ridiculous that this this is a thing well, I had to look into it. I wanted to, to, to know well, how what's happening here. Now, according to, to PewResearch.org, abortions are have been on a decline since 1981. But on a year-to-year basis, there are between a half a million to under a million abortions a year. About six, between 600,000 and 900,000 abortions a year. You know, that's, that's based off the research of two organizations that, that have been trying to just to gather data. It's not 100% accurate, but that's, that's what they've been able to compile. There's no information on, you know, uh, I didn't find anything on the demographics. So I just found it in total. But abortion is also being sold as as a tool for black and Hispanic women. You know, when these stories come out, they say, well, we have to have abortion pills because it's, it's impacting black and brown women. They don't say Hispanic anymore. They say black and brown women. And this is why we have to do it. It's racist to not have abortion pills. It's it's racist to not, it's racist for women not to be able to have abortions. A man should not be telling a woman uh, what to do with her body, even though in order for her to get pregnant, she has to she has to have sex with a man. This is this is what they do. Well, what I've come to see is that the real issue plaguing particularly black women is receiving adequate care when they're pregnant. I don't see enough stories of women having a desire, black women having this desire to have abortions. Rather, their desire is to, when pregnant, is to be able to bring the child to term and not die in the hospital just because they were pregnant. At the time of this recording, it's Black Maternal Health Week. And it's reported that black women are three times more likely to die from a pregnancy-related cause than white women. Multiple factors contribute to these disparities, such as variation in quality health care, underlying chronic condition, structural racism, and implicit bias. And you want to, I want to focus on the implicit bias. You know, what what most of these uh, doctors and nurses think are that, you know, black women can handle pain more than any other race. So there are, there are issues that black women may have during pregnancy that goes unresolved or they ignore 
because in their minds, black women can handle anything. This, this, this uh, post by the CDC also says social detriments of health prevent many people from racial and ethnic prevent many people from racial and ethnic minority groups from having fair opportunities for economic, physical, and emotional health. That's the real issue. That's the issue that should be highlighted, is that black and Hispanic women need to be receiving adequate care when they're pregnant. Not saying that there there aren't any black and Hispanic women who wanna who who, who don't want to have abortion. I'm sure there are enough. I'm sure there are those who are extremely irresponsible and they're getting abortions back to back to back to back because they're they're living a life that's not that's abnormal and they're very irresponsible and they constantly need to, to get rid of uh, their pregnancy. But that doesn't speak to the majority. Of course, there there were those that are probably uh, that that become pregnant via incest or rape. But that's still a, a a small portion of the community. The real issue is is black and Hispanic women receiving adequate care, and that's that that's what needs to be highlighted. One of the things that that comes to mind when I see stories like this and I see white women protesting and marching and stomping their feet and then using using black women as a prop to get their abortion agenda across is how many times have we seen black women, Hispanic women tell a white woman what to do with her body? Never in my life have I seen a black woman telling a white woman what to do with her body? Yet when stories like this come up, you see Kathy Hochul jumping out and saying, no, we have to, we have to have abortions. We have to do this because black and brown women want to have abortions. She's a grandmother. Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, has grandkids. You're able to have this big family, meaning you you had children that had children, yet you're you're fighting. You want you want black women to, to to not reach that level. You don't want them to be grandmothers. You don't want them to have children. It's racist for them to have children. Absolutely ridiculous. You know, black conservatives are always smart in highlighting the origins of Planned Parenthood. You know, which was an organization designed to exterminate black babies. They wanted to get rid of as many black children as possible. Planned Parenthood was their, was their means of doing that. They put up, sadly, Planned Parenthood sadly put up a black woman in a leadership position just to, to cover their tracks. But the history is there. They want to get rid of as many black people as possible. If they can't put them in jail, at least, uh, you know, get them to have abortions. Limit the black population as much as possible. Keep them as minorities. 
That's the fear. That's the truth. And they sell it. I want to wrap up with this. I want black and Hispanic women to know if you can't tell white women what to do with their bodies, do not put yourself in a position where they're telling you what to do with your body. Do not lay down with a man that you you don't see as being a, a, a good father to your child. Do not lay down with a man if you can't afford to have or raise a child. Don't put yourself in a predicament where you have to be aborting a baby. When you do become pregnant, find the right resources so you can bring the child to term. Because if you don't know this, they don't want you having children anyway. Protect yourself. These white folks do not like you. They don't care about you. They use you as props. They make money off you without you even knowing. There's so much more. Don't let these liberals take advantage of you. Finally, advocate for yourself. That when you do want to have a family, when you do become pregnant, that these so-called leaders are doing right by you and there are resources in place for you to have a healthy pregnancy. This is the Jeff Delee Show. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Jeff. I share your thoughts with me. You can email me directly Jeff at jdnewsrc.com. That's Jeff at jdnewsrc.com. This is the Jeff Felicia. I'm Jeff. My friends call me Hefe. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg is crying wolf. He's under pressure. Alvin Bragg was the district attorney that filed charges against former President Donald Trump. He's indicted Donald Trump on 34 counts of falsifying business documents. 34 counts are all of the same charge. And it's all tied back to porn star Stormy Daniels. Legal experts, folks on both sides of the aisle, Democrat and Republican, do not see a case here. No crime was committed. They found a way to manipulate the system and and raise something that can be considered a misdemeanor into a felony. They're they're testing (laughs) uh, uh, the law. They have no precedent, but they want to take down Donald Trump. So they're throwing whatever they can to see what will stick. But all of the experts say there's nothing here. As with uh, Justice Clarence Thomas, the experts say there, there's nothing that these folks would do that would bring him down. But they're trying, you know. They're, they're riled up. They're angry. So they'll they'll lie. They'll, they'll be as ruthless as possible just to bring down men that have done absolutely nothing wrong. Well, the GOP, surprisingly, is fighting back. Republicans argue that Alvin Bragg, the district attorney, has allowed crime to flourish in New York to New York, and they're investigating him. They're calling him to explain himself. 
why are you allowing crime to flourish in New York? And it is. You know, New York is is an absolute circus. You can you can go into a store, steal what you want, and come out, and nothing will happen. If you happen to be arrested, you're out. If not if not the same day, a day later. You get on the subway, people are smoking weed. You can't confront them because if you if you confront them, they'll try to pick a fight with you. There were shootings everywhere. There's, there, there's a cop that's now under investigation. There are cops that are now under investigation because a man called police to say that his mother's house was being burglarized. And when the cops showed up, excuse me, uh, they called the cops and said a man's house was being burglarized. And when the cops came, a gun was pulled out on him. The man, 78 years old, was ultimately killed. Now they, now the cops are being investigated. Cops are being investigated and persecuted for doing their job. You can't, you can't fight crime in New York. Cops are pretty much the ones that are handcuffed, and they can't, they can't do a thing against criminals. And this is all happening because of Alvin Bragg, who, refuse, who refuses to prosecute crime. Kathy Hochul, who I mentioned in regards to abortion, is unable to come to a solution on, on bail reform laws in New York. All of the information is there. Yeah, Democrats do not want to prosecute crime. It's time for Alvin Bragg to, to answer. Why don't you want to prosecute crime? The mayor of New York, Eric Adams, actually came out to say that that the, the Republicans are, are coming to New York to embarrass Alvin Bragg. But Mayor Adams is the same mayor of New York that's been complaining about bail reform laws been complaining about the, the crime in New York and being unable to, to handle it because of laws that are in place. No, listen. There's absolutely no room for Alvin Bragg to complain. You got yourself into this. Folks are fighting back. You want to persecute an innocent man to prevent him from, from, from becoming president again? You're going to face pushback. You don't prosecute crime, but you want to prosecute uh, a president, you're going to face pushback. That's just what it is. You want people to you you want people to be able to steal and destroy businesses and and ruin cities and and ruin the lives of business owners. Now it's time to, to get some pushback. You need to be investigated. People need to look into you. They need to hold you to the light to see to see what you're really about and that's what it is you gotta fight fire with fire you know New York is a is 80% Democrat the the mayor and the governor are Democrats they've been Democrats for, for over a decade now they feel they can do whatever they want and get away with whatever they want. 
at the expense of New Yorkers. They can they can make New York very expensive. You have little resources, close call, close institutions unless you're vaccinated. I mean, they take advantage of New Yorkers with ease because there's 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 no one to stand up against them. Well, I'm 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 happy that Jim Jordan of, of the Republican Party is is stepping in. I'm happy to see this. New York needs to be safe. If I'm going to live in this hellhole, I want to be safe. I want to be comfortable. I, I want some peace of mind. And I want leaders to do their job. So I'm happy with what's happening with, with DA Braggs. Shake him up. Rattle his cages. Make him, make him uncomfortable. Because you know what you're doing. You think because you're in this position that you can you can weaponize your power against someone who's done absolutely nothing wrong. The only person that should be mad at Donald Trump is is his wife, and it's it's the same as with uh, Bill Cosby. You know they did everything in their power to to, to throw Mr. Cosby in jail. And in reality, the only person that should have been mad at him is his wife. No one else. They tried to make him seem like he was a predator and he was wicked. The only person, the only person he disrespected was his wife. As with Donald Trump. The only person that should be upset and angry at him is his wife and, and you know, the children, maybe. But you, you don't go after a man because he had relations with a porn star. No, 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 no. No crime was committed. Share your thoughts with me. I, you know, I want to wrap up with this. One of the least popular films is The Godfather Part 3. And, you know, maybe it's a part of my personality. I like to understand why people don't like things. I've watched the previous two films. I like them. I understand what people don't like about the third film. But the third film has so many gems. There's so much wisdom in that film that I've come to appreciate it. And one of the things that, that I've always that I've always kept in mind is Michael Corleone had uh, his nephew Vincent, who was the the bastard child of Sonny Corleone. He had to deal with him, and Vincent was a hothead. Vincent wanted to be a gangster. And he has an interaction with Michael. Michael says, listen, I don't need tough guys. I need more lawyers. And that was the most profound parts of the film. Michael Corleone moved up. He wasn't, he wasn't a mobster. He wasn't a, a mob boss. He wasn't a don. He was part of this corporate world, and he knew these people were more vicious, more ruthless, and he needed people that would be defending his interests and protecting what he needed to do. He didn't need gangsters. He didn't need tough guys. He didn't need muscle. That was easy. 
He needed lawyers. Surprisingly, Vincent didn't want to be a lawyer. His son Anthony didn't want to be a lawyer. Which put a hindrance on the efforts that he wanted to, to make on behalf of his family. I say that to say that these people are important because when you see what's happening, how Democrats weaponize the law, how they weaponize the DOJ, how they weaponize the FBI, all these tactics, you know that you, you have to play at a, at a higher level in order for you to survive. They have control of the media. You gotta have you, you gotta have your own media platforms to to counter the nonsense that they, they put out. You gotta have lawyers to defend your cause. You gotta support organizations like the NRA. You gotta support the Second Amendment. You gotta you gotta fight for pro-life causes. You have to do that work. Because if you don't do the work, they're going to manipulate not only this generation, but the generation to come to accept their nonsense. And society is going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. There were way too many idiots in power. There were way too many idiots. They, they get these low self-esteem celebrities to push their agenda. They get musicians to push their agenda. You got... you. You know, Republicans, conservatives, black Republicans, you have to you have to play the game at a at a different level. Have to. Because the the nonsense that these folks are pushing, the stupidity, gotta fight back. Find ways to hold many of them accountable. Share your thoughts with me. You can email me directly, jeff at jdnewsrussia.com. That's jeff at jdnewsrussia.com. This is the Jeff Delisha. I thank you for listening. Thank you for your time and your attention. Next time.